Cut family. How are you guys doing today? I hope you're having a fantastic Monday or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whichever day of the week you're listening to this. Hello. Thank you so much for checking out the Say What podcast. My name is Hannah. If this is your first time joining, welcome to the Say What family. We are best friends already. I love you guys so much already. And I'm excited that we're going to just chat. And thanks so much for checking us out. We talk about marriage, sex, female issues, different things like that. And I think it's a lot of fun. So I hope you guys think it's a lot of fun as well. But thank you so much for joining. I'm so excited that you're now a part of the Say What family, and I hope that you stay a while. So some life updates before we get into the podcast is nothing. I don't really have anything. I was sitting here like, wow, what's new in my life? Nothing. Cool. I'm such a cool person. Uh, no, but for real, I nothing crazy is happening. Just been having a chill, normal, good week. Um, still loving the new church we're going to. We have found our church home. This is it. Love you, Go Church. Shout out to Go Church. Um, they're the best people in the world. And have if you've been around for a while, you know that like this is a big switch from me, you know, a couple episodes ago saying like, I just want a church home and churches aren't good anymore or whatever. It's a switch because I have found, found a good place to be. And they're all, I'm also using some new gear today. I have a little soundboard next to me. I have no idea how it works, but I will figure out how it works. My lovely producer husband, Thomas, is knows how this stuff works. He's going to teach me, but I have some new gear. Shout out to them for letting me use it. Um, but yeah, that that's really the only new thing is that we... I'm like loving my church and got some new gear for the podcast so I can make it sound so much better. So I just sound so good in your ears when you're listening to me. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. There's really nothing going on, guys. I'm, I'm about to go back blonde. If you've been around for a while, the pink hair has been happening, but it's time to go back. Actually, I say go back blonde. I have not been blonde in like a very long time. So I kind of lied to you, but I didn't mean to lie to you. I am going to do some like ombre situation thing. I don't really know. It's fine. We'll figure it out. The pink hair is saying goodbye. So (laughs) we're just going to mourn that for a minute and then, and then we'll move on. I'm just kidding. That sounds really dramatic. I'm on a whole other level today. I don't really know what's going on. Anyways, let's get into the episode before I go a little crazy. I am so excited to talk about today's topic because we talk about sex on this podcast all the time, like all the time, all the time. But sex isn't the end all be all in relationships. There's definitely other ways to feel close to your partner. And so that's what I want to talk about today. Today, I want to talk about different ways to create and experience intimacy with your spouse, with your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. And that way you can feel feel close. I, from personal experience, know that sex isn't always possible. And when I refer to sex right now, I'm at least talking about um penis into vagina because there's a whole lot of other ways you can have sex but I know that that's not always possible and you still want to feel close to your partner and maybe you're in a rut or maybe you're just like I would love some new ideas of how to do it what are some new things we can try um that's what we're going to talk about today so hopefully this helps create some really good conversations between you and your spouse or partner and I hope this creates some really good closeness between you two that doesn't have to do with physical touch or sex obviously we know that's important but so is like talking about your feelings and stuff. So we're going to we're going to get to some ways to create intimacy without physical touch today. And what I really love about this is that 
I'm going to list off some of the ones that I like or that are, that I do in my relationship that I think are really healthy and really good. And then I'm going to read things that you guys said. So I asked you on Instagram, what are ways that you do this? And I got a ton of responses and it was so cool. And I was like, you know what? This episode needs to be one that everyone's ideas are brought into. So I'm going to read off some of mine and then I'm going to read off what everyone else said. And hopefully that can help you have bring some new things into your relationship. Or maybe you've not, maybe you used to do this one thing and haven't done it in a while and you're ready to pick it back up. So very excited to get into it. I love talking about the things that you guys talk about because we are, we're a community here. We're, we're all friends. And so let's dive into it. So here are my three ways to create intimacy with my spouse that we have started doing that have been really helpful for us. So the first one is daily check-ins at the end of every day. So what we usually do with that is we haven't really found like Okay, we're going to ask these specific questions every time, which I have some friends that do that. It's like really good and really healthy for them. And I really love that. Um, But we've just kind of been switching it up, honestly, with whatever season we're in. And so we'll ask like, how are you actually feeling today? How were your feelings today? How was your anxiety today? Because that's stuff that we're working through in our marriage is just each of us having anxieties about different things. And so I'll sometimes ask specifically to Thomas, like, how was your anxiety today? How are the intrusive thoughts today? How are you feeling? Um, and that'll really create some closeness between you two because you're actually getting the the vulnerability. And, and it's, that's really important when you're trying to feel close and intimate with your spouse is being vulnerable. And so just asking some questions that prompts vulnerability and not lying about it not, or, or not just pushing it off and being like, I was good today. Unless you actually really had a good day and were feeling really good, you know, that that can definitely happen. But I'm more talking about like, you know, I was feeling really good today and then this thing happened and I was triggered by this and I processed this and, you know, just trying to, to figure this out. Like those, those kind of conversations. So daily check-ins at the end of every day have felt really good for us. We don't have like a, at 9.30 every single night, we're going to talk about this, but we just will do it in the afternoon before we go to bed, dinner time, whatever. That has been really helpful. And then planned date nights. So I know that date nights can sometimes mean expensive or it's, you know, one more thing on the calendar, but it it really needs to be a priority within your, within your relationship. Because I know that as time goes on, we get busy and sometimes your marriage can, and relationship can start to feel like a roommate situation and planned date nights really helps you get out of that like funk. So and knowing it's on the calendar and it doesn't always have to be the the husband planning it ladies we can plan our date nights for our husbands too we can treat them out and so or in whichever one you want you can definitely have an at-home date night but just knowing that it's happening and really like getting excited about it so I sometimes on date nights I would just like put on jeans and a t-shirt and just like I don't know not really put a lot of time or effort into it and I have found that I feel a lot more like close with Thomas and I feel a lot better about our date night if I put an ex- some extra effort into it because then it makes me feel really good and I feel really confident and then it's just like a fun it, it I don't know it just adds a little bit more to our relationship so 
plan to date nights, I think are, are huge for you and your relationship. Those are definitely ways that we have created intimacy outside of sex. Um, cause sometimes we don't even have sex after the date night. So I'm not even saying you have to have both. Sometimes we just come home and go to bed, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's really good to have that time with each other and get to talk and laugh and check in, like really check in and not have any kind of distraction. Um, cause I don't know about you, but sometimes we try to talk and check in. Then our dog is like, all over us and we can't do anything. And I'm sure that will only change when we have kids one day. So it's good to get that in the calendar, even if it's just once a month. If that's what you can start with, great. Do that. Just take one step that you can to have a planned date night. And I think that is that is really huge for creating intimacy with, with your spouse. And then the third way that we do it is by playing games. I am the biggest like game board or board game, the I'm the biggest board game nerd out there. I love it. I freaking love Settlers of Catan. Like, I, it's so nerdy, guys, but I, I'm obsessed. It's so much fun. I love to play Yahtzee. I also think more two-player games need to exist in the world. So I cannot create a board game. I had to do that for school one time, and it was a big flop. So if you are out there and you are creative and you can, like, I don't know, design a game for just two players, please do it. I will support the heck out of you and talk about you all day long because I wish we had some more two-player games but we play card games we play Yahtzee we play Catan and it's like fun for us to just like have some fun together and get off our phones number one I am the worst about this Thomas is so so much better than I am I'm addicted to my phone I'm trying to fix it and even when we're playing games I'll be on my phone and so I'm like this has got to stop. So what I'm trying to do right now is like, okay, we're going to play some games tonight and which we literally do almost every single night. And I'll like go put my phone like across the room and that way I'm not picking it up. And we're like, you know, being competitive against each other and laughing and talking about fun stuff. And, and so, and I'll, I'll usually drink wine. He'll have a drink and it's just like a fun thing for us to do. And so I love it. I feel like that has created some just, you know, fun in our relationship, which is a way for us to feel intimate and close to each other. And we also, we haven't done it much lately, but we we started doing, um, playing like, would you rather, like when we're in bed about to fall asleep. And because that's like another way to help us get off our phones, just laying in bed. And that's been really fun. And so just finding like different fun things for us to do has really helped create intimacy between us. So those are my three things that I love to do to create intimacy. That's not sex. And that's daily check-ins, planned date nights, and playing some games. So those are mine. Hope that helped give you some ideas and let you, I let you into my marriage a little bit like I always do, but you know, did that today. <laughs> okay. I am going to read yours now, which I'm so excited. I was reading through these and I was like, oh, I need to do this and do this and do this and do this and do this. These are such good ideas. And so I encourage you guys write this down. Let this be something that is, you know, good ideas for you and your marriage. If you're looking for ways to spice it up or create some more closeness, here are ideas, including mine. I got about 20 to share with you. So plenty of options. So let's get into it. Um, I loved this one. I'm going to say I love it on every single one. So I need to watch that. But okay, let's get into it. Someone said, we do tell me three reasons why you love me every so often. I love that. I think that's a really fun thing. Just like going up to your spouse and saying like, hey, tell me three, three reasons why you love me. And I'm sure they're going to be different every single time, which is like so fun because then you get to learn a new thing that 
you love about your spouse. I think this is also really important to do after you guys have like had a fight or someone's done something to hurt you because it's really good for us to remember like why we love our spouse. When I'm talking with my friends and we're talking about, you know, stuff that we're going through with our spouses, I always try to to end the conversation with, okay, so what do we love about our spouse? What do we love about them? We need to list that off because it can feel, it can get it can get really heavy sometimes. And a lot of times it's a lot easier to focus on the bad stuff than it is the good stuff. So I think it's really important to bring that in when you're having those kind of, those kind of, those kind of seasons in your marriage. So I love this. We do three reasons. Tell me three reasons why you love me every so often. That's really fun. Okay. Next. I loved this one personally because I was like, Wow, me too. Uh, this person said, card games. We play every single night before bed. That's amazing. Uh, my friend who sent this in, please tell me the card games you play because I need some more. Like I said, there's not a lot of two-player games out there, and that has to change. So love this, playing some card games before you go to bed. And even if neither of you are, like, good th- good at games, it's still fun to play and, and fun to laugh and get competitive and stuff like that. So love that. Okay, next, Um, this person said the we're really not strangers card game. So I have seen the Instagram account, we're not really strangers um, before and like just people sharing different posts, but I never really looked into it. And I don't know why, because after looking into it today, I was like, wow, I don't know why I haven't been following them before. Um, they, they have a card deck that has different questions on them to help you get to know somebody. So I've had a couple, I've bought a couple of these before, but I haven't bought this one in particular, but they have questions that are on different levels. So like what is just like a surface level kind of question, a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper. So they have different levels of questions. And I think getting a game like this is super helpful because sometimes you want to get to know your spouse better, but you're like, I don't know like what to ask. I don't know what questions to ask. I'm kind of stuck. And so I think this is really good because this gives you like prompts to do, like prompts of questions to ask that you probably wouldn't have thought of on your own. And so that's just another way to get get deeper into your relationship, know your partner and your person more and deeper than what you had before. And just having prompts is super helpful. So I'm actually going to link this in the episode notes because I think it'd be really cool for for all of us to get and and use it with our partners. So it's the We're Not Really Strangers card game, and I'll link that in the episode notes. I'm so glad that um, she brought that up. I think that's really cool. Okay, next one. And this one is similar to the one I just said, but someone said, we call it the question game, taking turns asking questions, funny or deep. Um, I like the funny stuff because... Asking like a silly question, I think can give you some insight and in on how your partner's brain works, which I think is always fun and interesting to learn. So like Thomas and I, we process things very differently. We think about things differently and it's so cool to see like, I, of course my mind's going blank on that kind of question, but asking a question and thinking like, oh, my brain did not go there first. It went to this other thing first. And so just learning how like your person thinks, I think is really cool. And that just will help you, you know, get to know them on a deeper level, which is really fun. So I love this, just like taking turns, asking questions. And um, Amanda Carpenter, I need to check on her website to see if this is still on there, but she's always posting stuff about like, here's um, 20 questions or a hundred questions to ask your partner. And Thomas and I have done those before and they're really good too. So I'll also link that in the episode notes um, as well. 
Okay, next. <laughs> this is funny. Uh, Legos or games with no phones. And we also do walks or new places or new restaurants. So I love this. She says that they play Legos. And I love you so much, my friend. I, I love this about you guys and think it's the cutest thing ever. But I, I really think Legos and games is something that you really have to like focus on what you're doing. So if you're doing Legos, like you really have to be focused. You can't just like be, you know, flippant about it because there's only pieces that go certain ways and you have to get that right. And so I love that, like the intentionality of just doing that together and working on something together and working towards a common goal together, I think is really good. And I think that really helps give you, um, some like a common goal to reach, which is really cool. And especially the no phones part. And I love how she also said they, they will take walks together or go to new places or new restaurants. And I think, Walking is important because I, Thomas and I don't do this, but I, this one thing that I read that I was like, we could totally do this. It'd be so good for us to also get some exercise, but just taking walks together, I think is really, really huge because then you're talking and you're exercising and um, just getting out into nature and not being so stuck in your like house, I think is really cool. So loved that idea. Okay, next doing things the other person loves. I'll play disc golf with the hubby. Okay, just being like really honest here. I'm really bad at this. Just admitting that. I'm really terrible at this, actually. <laughs> Thomas loves Star Wars, and I hate it. Don't come for me, friends. Do not come for me. But I don't, I do not like Star Wars. It's not that great in my opinion, and it's too confusing. And there's too many people, but he loves it. And we've been talking about this recently. Like, I need to like try to spend some time with him around that because every Monday he's watching The Bachelor with me. Every time there's a new Taylor Swift album, he stays up with me and listens. And so he's doing all that stuff to, to help me do the things that I love. So, and, and experience the things that I love. So I need to be returning the favor. So thank you friend for saying this because I needed that challenge today. I don't know about you. I don't know if you're listening to this and you're like, I always do things my other part, my partner loves. That's great. Not me. <laughs> so I got to get better at this. So thank you for saying that because I needed to hear it. But I really do think that's important because that really shows them that you you care about them and want them to be happy. And that that's really important. Okay, next, really catering to our love languages. His is words of affirmation. So I will randomly text him throughout the day that he's handsome or that I'm proud of him or I love him, etc. I think this is super, super important. I really have not talked about love languages like at all in the podcast. And I think that's because to me, it's a little bit like oversaturated. I feel like every single place or that talks about marriage is always talking about love languages, but they're talking about it because it's important. So I need to jump on that. I need to talk about them because um, it is like super, super important to know your love language and talk about that and really serve the person the way that they need to be loved. Um, but I just haven't talked about it yet. So I will, I will be better friends, <laughs> but this is, this is huge because everybody, you know, can receive and give love differently. So like just really being intentional about that, I think is huge. Okay, friends, I want to take a quick break to talk about my Jovi patch. You guys know how obsessed I am with Jovi. It's not a secret, but I want to talk to you for just a second about it today. Uh, Jovi is a patch that relieves your cramps during your period. So I use it during my period, but also literally any time I kind of have any kind of discomfort in my body or whatever, I'll put the patch on and it literally takes the discomfort away like immediately. It's truly mind-blowing. And when Jovi first came out, 
because I've been following it since it literally was like in process of being Jovi. I was like, does this really work? I don't know. Like I have period cramps and I also just have pain like, I don't know, in my body. And I, I just, I don't believe it. And it took me some time to figure out when I actually ordered the patch, it took me some time to figure out how to like where to actually put it. But once I figured out where to put it, it literally took my discomfort away in like two seconds. I mean, it was gone. And I'll catch myself like putting it where my stomach is cramping. And it's usually like between my pants and my um, stomach. And I'll go to the bathroom and I'll take my pants off and it'll like fall to the ground because I just forget it's there. Because I really forget about it because it doesn't hurt when it's on you. You don't feel it really when it's on you. Um, and it just takes your discomfort away like immediately. I'm obsessed with this thing. I talk about it all the time because it really works. And I know how much like stuff we have to go through as women. And if we can just get back to our lives, not have to deal with these stupid period cramps or any kind of pain, like headaches. I mean, literally anything like we could do so much more. So I love it. I think you guys will love it as well. And you can use code say what for 10% off or by clicking the link in the episode notes. That'll take you straight to it. Jovi also has a money back guarantee situation thing. So you can get your money back if it doesn't work. But I really think it'll work for you guys. I'm not making any promises, but I am doing as close as I can to making a promise that I can't. I, I just really want us to not have to have any pain anymore. And you guys know I don't talk about stuff that doesn't work or that I don't actually use in my day to day life. So I really use this all the time. Jovi's with me like every day and, and I really think that you'll love it. So I think there's, think you should try it out. I think I also really appreciate you guys supporting me and this podcast and this little small business over here. It means a lot to me that you guys will trust me with st- this stuff and purchasing things. So thank you. It, it literally is impacting my life every single day. So you guys are the absolute best, but 10% off Jovi by using code say what and you can click the link in the episode notes it'll take you right there. Okay. Back to ways to create intimacy without physical touch. And these are ones that you guys have sent in. So I'm reading off your suggestions. Okay. Next one. Someone said so much talking about fun topics. And I when I first read this I was like, wow. This is so important because do you guys ever go through a week and you're like, okay, I saw my spouse, but I don't really think we talked like about something substantial, like for real. And so I think it's just really important that we talk to our spouse about things that actually matter that just go beyond how our day was. And I think this is a really good way to like bring intimacy back into your marriage. Just like going back to the basics and just talk to each other again. Um, and it doesn't always have to be about something intense. It can be about something fun, but just simply talking is huge. (laughs) Okay. Next one. Someone said opening up about spiritual thoughts and revelations and praying together. And I think this is a really, really big one. I, I don't know about you guys, but when I was you know, growing up and getting into the dating world, I was very confused about what spiritual life and dating was supposed to look like. Like, should we be praying together while we're dating? Should, or is that too much? Someone once told me that if you pray together while you date, it may lead to you having sex. And I was like, why? (laughs) But I mean, praying is a very intimate thing. And so I can understand that to a level. I don't know. It was kind of weird, but I just feel like there was never any clarity. Like they tell you to make sure that you are putting Jesus first in your relationship. But what is, what is too much? Cause there is a line between dating and marriage and you don't want to 
you know, do things that you should do when you're married, when you're dating. But I don't know. I was just really confused about this when I was dating. And I don't really have an answer for you about what's right or wrong. But I will say when we've gotten married and we've spent, we don't spent some time praying together. It really does bring intimacy into your marriage on a certain level that I really can't explain. Um, and just talking about your spiritual thoughts and, and revelations that you have is just so huge. Cause that really does unite you and bring, um, bring you together in, in one, like it does talk about in scripture. And so I love that she brought this up. I think it's, I think it's really, really huge. And I think it can look different for everybody. Like, I don't know if it has to have like every day we're doing this Bible study, but if that works for you, then that's great. I, I don't think there is a, a like perfect method to this. I think it is different in every single marriage and every single relationship. Like maybe you spend time together praying in the mornings, or maybe you decide to pray about a certain thing, but you're praying about it separately in your, in your personal prayer time or, or whatever. I don't know that there's necessarily a right or wrong thing, but I do think the more that we talk about what's going on in our spiritual lives, the closer we get. And this has been really huge for me because, um, Thomas is like, <laughs> I am bra- going to brag about him for, for a second. And, and I think it's okay that I'm sharing this because they say like, you know, pray, pray, pray behind closed doors and don't make it a big thing, which is what he literally does. Um, he will like go in a separate room and spend time every single morning in prayer. And I, I just think it's like, it's so encouraging to see my husband do that and just, and have that modeled in our home. But also he spends a lot of time studying the Bible. He's also in school for that. And I, I feel really connected to him when I like go up to him and I'm like, I don't understand what the crap this means because the Bible is confusing, friends. <laughs> don't hate me for saying that, but sometimes it is very confusing. And I'm like, I don't really know what this means. And this kind of felt like it contradicted the last thing, but I, I know it doesn't, but it's really confusing. And so Thomas is like, here, let me break it down for you. And he talks to me. It helps me explain it in a way that I can understand. And and it's just really huge. So we, I feel like I have been felt a very close to him when we talk about that kind of stuff. So I definitely encourage that within your relationship. Um, but I don't want you to feel pressure to do it, quote, the right way, because I really think it's different for everybody. So, okay, next one. Uh, talking about feelings. And I love this one because when you first hear it, you're like, well, yeah course you would talk about your feelings in your in your relationship but when is the last time friends that you actually talked about your feelings like when's the last time that you were vulnerable and honest and you didn't just say like I'm fine I'm good and just like give the general answer when's the last time you actually talked about your feelings it might maybe hopefully it was yesterday but if it wasn't yesterday then we got to get back to doing that just like we talked about earlier getting back to the basics Thomas and I have like really gone through it with talking about feelings. Um, I I think I've probably talked about this before, but like we, communication is always something that we're working on. It definitely is the area that we constantly have to work on within our marriage. And there was a time when we weren't talking about feelings at all. And I just felt like I literally didn't know my husband. I was like, I don't know how you're feeling about anything and what's going through your head, like ever. And I just feel so far away from you. And we were having sex at that time. Like we were having sex pretty frequently, but I didn't know him. I was like, I don't, I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know what you spend your time thinking about. I just, I don't know. So it's like, I was doing the intim- the thing that when you think intimacy, you think sex, but I wasn't feeling intimate or close to him at all. 
And what really changed is when we started doing our daily check-ins and I really got to know my husband or really got to know what he's struggling with and what he spends his time thinking about and things that like he really cares about. And you think that this is stuff that you would just come natural, but it, it doesn't. Being vulnerable and being honest does not come natural to everybody. I'm clearly an oversharer. You guys know this. I share my entire life with you every single week on a podcast, every single day on my Instagram stories. I don't, I don't, there's not much that you guys don't know about me and about my life and about my marriage and about my sex life, but it doesn't always come easy like that for everybody. And I'm very aware of that. And so I noticed a shift in feeling close to my husband when we actually started talking about our feelings and doing our check-ins. It just really made such a huge difference. And then speaking on the feelings thing, I love what this person said. They said, um, our premarital counselor taught us a quote, feelings check-in, where at some point you ask your partner what three feelings they had that day, sad, excited, hurt, frustrated, whatever. And then we talk about the reasons. It makes us feel like we've been there for each other all day, even if we weren't. And I love that. I think that gives you like a really good way to start talking about feelings. So if you're listening to me and you're like, that is scary as like crap. Like I cannot talk about my feelings, Hannah. I don't know why you're telling me to do this because that's actually terrifying. I think having a feelings check-in gives you a way to start doing that that doesn't feel so scary. So like, okay, here's the three feelings I felt today. I'm checking in, which I did. We do this in our small group every week. So I don't know why I haven't thought about doing it for our relationship, but okay. I'm checking in with the emotions, happy, sat, happy, also really exhausted and a little bit overwhelmed. And here are the, the reasons that I feel that way. And that gives you a really good baseline to start talking about feelings and gives you like something to actually say rather than just sit and like stare at each other and be like, these are my feelings. Cause that can feel really scary. So I, I loved that one. Just having a feelings check-in I think is so huge and a really easy way to get into talking about your feelings. Okay. Next one, an intentional date night. So I this was in my list of things that have really helped me feel close to my spouse. And I think this is so easy to push off. It's so easy to just like not do it and just stay at home and, and, and whatever. But it is so important to have date nights, guys, just once a month. It helps you not feel like a roommate. It helps you, you know, fall in love with each other again. It's fun to be flirty leading up to it. And, and it's just, it's, it's really important. Like all the things that go into a date night, it just reminds you like why you're in a relationship to begin with. And so an intentional date night, I love it. You'll never regret going on a date with your spouse. Okay. Next one, doing housework together. And all of us say amen, right? All the ladies and the husbands say amen. I say ladies and men because y'all know how I feel about gender roles. The woman doesn't always have to clean the house. The man can clean the house too. He can do that too. Gender roles don't matter in that way. I think whoever cleans the house, great. But either way, the person whose job it is to clean the house says amen. Doing housework together. When I read this one, I just had this picture in my head of Thomas and I turning on Olivia Rodrigo's album Sour and like dancing around the house and cleaning. And that sounds like so much fun. I love that. So Thomas, when you're editing this, just be prepared. We're going to start doing some housework together. And it makes the time go by faster if you're doing it with someone else. So 
I absolutely love that one. Um, okay, next one, recapping our day together in bed at night. I think it's it's huge. I think I don't think it's um, an accident that a lot of these are basically just talk to your spouse. That's how you feel connected to them. That's how you feel intimate with them. That's how you feel close to them is just talking to your spouse. <laughs> so, so important, friends. Okay, next one, um, making sure he knows I think about him when we're not together. I love this one. I think this is like so important. That way you know that you are being like thought about throughout the day. I think it it helps you feel close to your person when they let you know that you are thinking about them when you're not together. I could definitely improve on this as well because Thomas and I basically are together all day, every day. We um, work in the same office. Uh, We take the same um, off days together. Like we're, we're pretty much together all the time. And personally, I love it. I wouldn't change it for anything. I love that we get to work together and be together all the time. It's a dream come true. Um, but so the times that we're apart, I am definitely not thinking about him. I'm like, this is my time, but it is also important to, to let your spouse know that you're thinking about them. So I think that is so good. And I love that. Okay. Next one, occasional random gifts and sweet texts during the day when we are apart. I love it. I love the random gifts. If that is your love language, your partner needs to be doing that for you. If that is the way that you feel love is gifts, then like, heck yes. And gifts, it doesn't have to be some big elaborate thing. It could literally be, I'm at the grocery store and I see your favorite candy bar. I'm going to bring that home to you. That is as simple as it could be. Or I just really love flowers. So I'm just going to go to the store and get like the $5 bouquet from the grocery store. So Whatever you can do to help your partner feel loved, I absolutely support that and think you should do it. And that'll definitely help create some intimacy without the physical touch. Okay, uh, last one. And I, I love this. I think this is this is great. Uh, giving him time to miss me. No, but seriously, giving him time to miss me. And I think this is important to create intimacy together or between you and to feel close to your partner because, which sounds like, how does being apart make you feel close? If you're anything like my relationship, where I just said Thomas and I are together 24-7, sometimes that that does create some issues where I'm like, okay, I need some intentional time apart from you because we have been together way too much and I have not had any alone time. And I just feel like we're getting snappy at each other because we're not ever spending time apart. And so spending time apart can really help you feel close. I mean, you, you guys know the saying that distance makes the heart grow fonder, but it's true. It'll, it'll make you remember why you loved your partner to begin with and, and be excited to be around them again. Um, so I, I really, really loved that one. So there we go, guys. There was 20, 20 ways to create intimacy without physical touch. How fun was that? I don't know about you, but I'm about to go implement every single one of these and make sure we're doing them so we can feel close on top of having sex. We can do this now. Um, But seriously, I thank you guys so much for responding on Instagram and just having this community that we have because it really does like uh, create like you know, closeness within all of us on the internet. And I know that social media has a bad rap and there's definitely a a million toxic things about it, but I love it because I get to know you and we have friendships, like real friendship. 
like because of this app and it is just so great and so thank you guys so much for being a part of the say what family and sending in your stuff always and we're always chatting throughout the week and I just I love it it is seriously the highlight of my life and helps helps us all feel less alone so thank you guys for sending in these I hope that this was helpful for you today and I really want to encourage you to to take some of these and, and implement them in your relationship and uh, I would love to know about that and know how it's helping you out. So take take one or two of these or all 20 like I'm going to and start implementing them. And let's see how much closer we feel with our partner. Uh, I think that'll be really huge for us. So I love you, friends. I hope you have the best week ever. And we will talk soon. Bye.